Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. Hope everyone's having a good weekend. We're here to talk about the Challenge 37 uh, and do a cast preview of all the new women on the cast. Um, since there's half the cast in season, season 37 is going to be uh, new contestants. Uh, we're going to do new women this week. Uh, next week, we're going to do one on new men. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, we did a recap, or not a recap, but we did an interview with Yes Duffy, winner of the first Challenge All-Stars, which was pretty good. Um, again, thanks to him for coming on um, and being generous with his time. Um, we're releasing yeah, that. And pretty, he told, it's, yeah, it's, much it's public time. now. <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we should talk about this. Um, there was, because we didn't really talk about kind of like what we thought of the interview and some of the different stuff that he said. I thought it was pretty good. Like, I mean, I, I thought he had some good stories. Um, I thought he had some pretty good insights. And I think it was definitely a little bit different from a lot of the other, other interviews I've heard him do. Yeah, I, th- I thought the most interesting parts were definitely the stuff he just talked about in his past. Like this, the Cuba stuff, at least for me, was very interesting. It's more of a personal thing. Uh, but then the stuff about Jamaica, too, and then the beer and the shirts that turned into uh, uh, personal barbecue chefs. Like, I thought all that was great. So Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that yeah, was... He definitely... Go ahead, sorry. That was a great puck story. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And I think the thing that fascinated me is I've heard him do like six different interviews with different podcasts since the season wrapped. And I felt like we got a lot more insight into all stars, like hearing that there was a lot more politics going on than we thought there were, which was really cool. And then to hear his observation, how he wasn't surprised when big easy won that elimination blew my mind. And then when he explained it, I was like, Oh, wow. Like he, he did come to play, but it didn't come across that way to us as viewers. And so you know, it, it was really fascinating interview for those of you that are just now getting to it. I think you will really enjoy it. It was a lot of fun for us. And he even said, Hey, maybe he'd come back. So maybe we'll talk to him again one day. I wonder, I wonder if that was the public perception in the house about big easy versus Nehemiah. Like I wonder how many people would have actually bet on big easy. You know what I mean? Because I think it's one thing for us as fans to think like one contestant is significantly better than another and will win, but it's, I feel like it wouldn't be completely like non-existent for the people in the house to have an opposite opinion. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they have a full, they also have a full gauge of what the elimination is and how the people in the house are going to be able to compete in it. Like, I think that's a big factor as well. Um, yeah. And they see what they see what these people are doing every day. And if, if big easy is really doing his studying and looking up puzzles and the best ways to do different things, he probably does have an advantage in it. Yeah. And, and to me, it was refreshing because I know we bag on him, especially me, you know, so like hearing yes's perception of Big Easy makes me want to give him a better shot if he comes back on All Stars, not because I'm going to be rooting for him, but maybe I will be a little more objective because every time I've seen Big Easy in the past, he quits or something bad happens or it was nice to see him know. have a different storyline because every every single yeah. one of it. Previous seasons, it's been either he's on a team and he's the one on the team that people are trying to get rid of and he's complaining about it, or it's an individual season and he, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So it was really cool to hear somebody have a differing opinion aside from, oh, Big Easy's fun to hang with in the house. Cause that's what everybody says is that he's just yeah, fun to hang says. with at the house. Big but Big Easy, yes, like actually. That's all we get. Yeah. And then for Yes to come in and say, like, no, Big Easy was working really hard this season and he was doing this. It was really cool to hear that. So it's like, okay, if if this is what, if Easy is turning over a new leaf, I need to give him another shot. Yeah. So 
go listen to that if you haven't yet. Uh, it was definitely really enjoyable for us to, to do. And depending on kind of what the feedback is from that, we may do more interviews going forward, especially now that we're kind of in the off season. Um, so, all right. Who do we want to start with? Rob, you, you uh, said- We posted, so actually I, saw, I know Trace saw it, but I posted the list of how we had them in order for the different rookie women. I figured we'd go off that from the top. Um, I can lead off. So the first one we had listed, do we just want to go through the list real quick and then we'll talk about them? Yeah, let's go through the list. Then we'll go one by one. Okay. So this is just the rookie woman for season 37. We'll talk about the other competitors at a later date. Uh, by the way, we do have a name. Apparently the rumor name now is spies, lies, and allies, which just sounds like the tagline for a bad James Bond ripoff, but you know, we'll, we'll see if they switch off from it. Once the season actually starts. Uh, but so for competitors on the show, we have Michelle Fitzgerald from Survivor Kaurong, Michaela Bradshaw, Survivor Millennials versus Gen X, Emmy Alupe from Survivor Season 1 Romania, uh, Priscilla Anyabu uh, from Love Island Season 6, that's the UK version, Lauren Coogan from Love Island Season 2 in the US version, uh, Tasha Akaid from Big Brother Nigeria, Berna, Berna Candlebeck from Survivor Turkey, Bettina Buchanan from Paradise Hotel Norway, Tracy Candela, Love Island, Germany, and Esther Agunbiade from Big Brother Nigeria. All right. We should talk about Michelle last because I we're gonna this is gonna be like a three hour podcast if we talk about her first. <laughs> I think you're massively overstating how long it would take to talk through her. Let's just not do it, right? Like I don't want to do it right now. Let's put her you're off. making me mess up my whole order here, Devin. <laughs> you got Rob all flustered now. All right, yeah, you got me all. Let's talk up. about Michelle. All right, so Devin uh, made a joke that I should read all of these people out, like one of my neighbors down the road. I live in a very suburban area of Alabama, but there is a little little hint of white trash roaming around here some. So I was asked to try to uh, say these people's names uh, like my neighbor would. So um, this would be Michelle Bradshaw. That would be this one. That was pretty straightforward. From So I will, I will also give a plug to this off the top. We should put a a plug to this in the episode notes. Uh, this person on medium did a sensational job of kind of giving like insights about each of the people coming on the show. Nova rogue. Uh, oh, that's the uh, Reddit moderator. Yeah. She's um, yeah. Like very I mean, good. Gives a lot of good content. Like I, I essentially did no prep. Like I'm just looking off of this and she did a very good job of like giving very like concise information. Um, but like detailed about pretty much the background of all these people, because I tried looking up some of these people and found it like extremely difficult to find. Anything. I had to use Google translate quite a bit for some of these. Especially for, so, I mean, especially for, I can't remember who it is. I think it's one of these people. If you search their first name and then Reddit, the very first thing that comes up is a spoiler for season 37. So oh, I did not do that. Be so careful. I don't know what that spoiler be is. Be so careful. I did not do that. that. Yeah. This is a full warning to everyone. Like, it, it's not even that it was. In, so listen to this. It's not even that it was a spoiler. Like, and you see it once you click on the website. It was a spoiler in the meta description of of Google. Right. So like, you don't even it's have not to. Surprising. Like, you don't even like go on the website and you still get spoiled by it. Um, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you got you got to be got to be careful. Tread, That's tread why you lightly. should listen to our show. Yeah, if you want to know, listen to our show and avoid Google. That way you avoid spoilers. Yeah, leave leave this to the professionals never... who know how to source this information, typically without finding uh, illicit content. <laughs> so, Michaela Bradshaw, 
She was on two seasons of Survivor. She was on Millennials vs. Gen X, and she was on Game Changers, known for being a good competitor. And her, I would say her most memorable moment from Survivor was uh, her moment in Millennials Gen X vs. Gen X when Jay voted her off. Um, I would probably say that's the highlight yep. of her. Well, yeah, I think you have to give more of a clarity of the background there. So she and Jay were a pretty tight grouping going for the beginning of that season. And then Jay perceived her as a threat based on her competitive and social ability and then backstabbed her. So unfortunately, we don't get Jay on this season, so we won't get that plot line continued. Um, but she's definitely she, – she. if when you think of Survivor people who would be casted on the challenge, she would definitely be up in the realm of people you think would get casted. Uh, yep. I don't know and if she's tight on that season, though. So I think that may overstate that a little bit. Um, they kind of had a loose relationship just because they started off on the same tribe. Um, but from that specific situation, kind of what had happened was uh, Jay had decided to vote her off just because he thought she was being a little bit over strategic. And then once that happened, she kind of just blew up at him. Um Oh, I wouldn't say blew up is strong. She was no, clearly very hurt by it. She didn't. She didn't like scream at him. At she slapped a tree on her way out, dude. Yeah, she slapped. I was. She didn't blow up at him. She like she was mad at the foliage in the uh, surrounding area, but she didn't blow up at him. She yelled at him like, "Did you vote for me? Did you do that?" And he was like, "Yeah, I did." Did you do this? Maybe I'm misremembering it then. I don't. I, when I think of blow up, maybe I'm watching too much of the challenges, like really level, like raise my level of what blow up constitutes. But I didn't think she was that. It was the, so let's put it like this. It was the most uh, vocal anyone has ever been after being voted out. It's someone else that had voted for them by far. Really? Yeah. Like, so? It's not even close. It's not even close. Like, like it's probably like the like most um, vocal. I'm going to go back and rewatch this then. then. I didn't have a watch that recently. So maybe I'm just not out of my league, but. And I think it was like, that was the like perception of it. Like when it initially happened too. Um, but yeah, Rob, you touched on it that um, she is kind of like the like prototype for someone to come on yeah. the show. Tall, athletic, outspoken. Like she, she, she know they knew what they were doing when they put her on. Very like I, I thought her background too is pretty intriguing. Like she's known as like a pre- was a pretty hard worker when she was going through school. Like she talks about how she was like worked off thirty one thousand dollars of student loan debt by the time she was twenty two. Like she's clearly somebody who is like confident in what she's able to do. Yeah. I think she's going to be interesting too, just because politically on game changers, she made a lot of really interesting moves until towards the very end, which worked against her, unfortunately. And they were just looking for an excuse to get rid of somebody. And it was easy to get rid of her when she asked them, Brad to go fish. (laughs) So it's kind of sad that that's how you get voted out. But I mean, she made it all the way to day 35. So I mean, she helped blindside Tony. She helped blindside a couple people on Game Changers. So I feel like in the right situation, she will be interesting to work with. But will that also, if people on the show, especially from the vet cast, they might have seen her on Survivor and might consider her someone to get rid of quickly because she does play a political game really well. Yeah, I think one interesting thing with these Survivor people, because we have three that are coming on as rookies now this season. I'm curious if the, how much they roll with the Big Brother crew. Like I know with Michelle, she's got some very good connections with the rest of that Big Brother grouping. I don't know if she'll carry Tommy and Michaela along with her. But I also know like after last season with a lot of people seemingly not feeling the best about Jay coming out of it, I'm curious if they'll be targeted kind of early for having 
you know, being sort of like Big Brother light and that they're seen as very backstabby, but don't have the numbers that Big Brother does. I don't know. Like, I mean, how many total people in Survivor are on this season? Especially the Survivor people from other other countries. Oh, so other seasons. So I was just counting American, but you're right. We should count the other yeah, ones. Yeah, well, I'm just it, talking, total also, Survivor, it, even, um, even, if, even if they have been on a season before. Um, well, I guess Jay's not on this season. He would, Jay's he not on and Natalie's not on. So there hasn't been anybody else who's been on before. And none of the internationals, like Turbo's not on. But there's a decent. I I don't have the international number in front of me. I could count it real quick. But one, two, three. Yeah. There's like four or five, I think, in total. Four, five, six, uh, seven. If you count the international stories, but I really don't know how the internationals will hang with the Americans. And we know now. Also, we also do know now this season. We should have said this before that at least to begin the season is going to be in co-ed pairs with one international and one American pairing. And it will be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. So anyway, anything else we want to say about Michaela? I, I, Michaela. I think Michaela will – I think she – I have decently high hopes for her if she gets with the right partner. Like I think if she's in the right setup, she can definitely be very good. Um, yeah, so I, I would have a pretty good ranking on her coming out. And I think she'll def- she definitely will not be like somebody who doesn't get a plot line on the season. Like that, I would be stunned if she's just background fodder. No, she yeah, won't like, be background fodder. I think we agree on that. <laughs> Yeah, she's she will like, either win or go out in a blaze of glory. Sorry, I cut you off. She is. She, I, I would say that she is far, like far and away, better suited to be on the challenge than on Survivor. Like, it, it, and I don't even think it's remotely close. Um, just from the personality type and like her physical abilities. Yeah, um, I'm curious what she'll be like too, because I mean, it's been a while since she's been on Game Changer. She's 30 now, so it, it's been a long time. That was one thing that I noticed with the rookie women is. Uh, I would say as a whole, a lot of them are a lot younger than a lot of newer contestants that have been on the show. Um, yeah, I noticed years. that too. There's quite a few that are like 20, 24, 25 in that range. A lot of super uh, accomplished people, by the way, for being 22 or 23. Yeah. So next up, who did you want to go with? Trace, introduce them. Uh, uh, Amalia Amy Alupia. So Emmy Alupe is, I think, how we're going to say her name. I don't yeah, know. Survivor Romania. So uh, let me take the lead on this one because yeah, so you actually I went found out down, a decent amount of stuff about her. Yeah, I did. And I went down the Survivor Romania rabbit hole. So first of all, Survivor Romania was a 127 day season of Survivor. And they started out the season. Hold on. Let me look at my notes real quick. They started out the season with, um, hold on, sorry, uh, 29 castaways. And like they had to bring in 10 replacement players as alternates because people were getting medically evacuated all the time. So the total number of days they were on site was 132. There were 75 episodes. And it basically ran from like January to May of 2020. So she came in on day 57 as a replacement, which you would initially think like, oh, that's weird. But it's a hundred. I mean, still, she went longer than any other single season of America Survivor from day 57 to the end at 132. And then on top of that, she's only 23. She's not that old. She's young. So are they filming this like in someone's backyard with some GoPros, like how do they have a production budget to last hundreds of days long? 
I did not get that far into that, it. I don't think it's that bad, but I don't think it ends up running them that much money. Can you imagine yeah, the same location every single time, right? Isn't it in their like, – I know you jokingly said backyard, but they film um pretty close to Romania, right? Like they're not way off yeah. anywhere. Yeah, I mean they, they were actually in the Dominican Republic. Okay, so never mind. That's what I'm trying they to say. They were on site in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Can you imagine how much it would cost American Survivor to uh, – Oh, it would be astronomical. An American doesn't have the attention span to last that long either. 75 episodes <laughs> for one season. It's 75 episodes? Yeah. So this it's one, it's, just, like, it's just like General Hospital, right? Like it's like on just every week and it's just what it is. Basically, so this, yeah, it's on like every day for four months. Wait, so how did they air it? So did, it, so did the season last over a year long in actual airtime? Uh, no, it lasted from January. It it actually the season yeah. airs in real time. So like oh, they started really? filming. Oh, I didn't know on, that. Yeah, they they started it's filming like on January sixteenth. Yeah, they started filming January sixteenth okay. of twenty twenty. The first episode aired January eighteenth, and they did a live finale because the show ran all the way until May thirtieth. So it's wow, filmed in real time. And so they like they pump these episodes out. I mean, they they really make it a big deal. It might be like the most popular show in Romania, which is why they have a budget. The fact that they're also in uh, Dominican that Republic makes sense to me. Either. Well, it seems like from looking at it, most of these people who do be like a lot of their bigger reality stars just from looking around do come from the Survivor shows in some of those countries. Like we know Turbo, yeah. obviously from uh, Survivor Turkey, but it seems to be kind of common for that area. Yeah. So the big thing to keep in mind here about Emmy is she's only 23. So she's young. Um, she uh, finished sixth out of 29 contestants. So she went pretty far in this ridiculously long thing they did. She won 13 individual challenges. And uh, she apparently had no trouble uh, confronting leaders about votes. So she was getting in people's faces about what they were voting and then last but not least, probably one of the more interesting things about her is she is a professional trapper. So she is like a professional animal trapper. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. I also saw yeah. she was she released a single somewhat recently, like a music single. Yep. So I was so getting, like, trying this, to get into the music game. And I also saw her yeah, doing a lot so of like she, boxing training in some of her Instagram background. So she's clearly at least like she's not coming in unprepared. No. So she's pretty confrontational she's pretty athletic to win 13 challenges by herself individually granted it was over the span of 40 days so say do what you will with that but she's young so it'll be interesting to see how she interacts with a more mature aged cast so athletic are uh surprisingly enough going to be commonly seen attributes amongst the people they bring in for this season were there more than one winners for this season? Like, if are you, did you look at the Wikipedia for this? I don't know if someone just like gave up at one point because the season was so long. <laughs> it's like, right up there with Survivor Bulgaria. People were just like, "Fuck it, I'm out." Like, dudes dying, the host quit. Like, we're just done. <laughs> there were cast um, ways. Eighty nine episodes. This is chaos. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a long it's a long season, dude. All right. So next up. Uh so Priscilla Anuyabe. Uh Sorry, something like that. It's just so a, Priscilla, it's a, yeah, we're gonna have to retire this bit. It's Anyabu. There's not even a U <laughs> in there. 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll retire the bit. Rob's already mad. <laughs> All right. So, she, so I, I actually thought I did some background. I thought she was really interesting. So she was um, on Love Island UK, but so she actually comes from Uganda. She was elected Miss Face of Africa at one point. I guess that's some type of you know Miss America type pageant they have for Africa. Um, and then she also founded what was called Empower Africa, which is like it's like a philanthropic art organization that tropes to empower. Um, African people come from a, an impoverished background in Africa, uh, so I thought that also was like very interesting. And she was also a nationally ranked high jumper in high school, so she also seemed from listening to some interviews that she seemed a little bit more reserved, maybe than some of the other people they're bringing. Like certainly very communicative, you know, very easy to get along with seemingly, but not not quite as confrontational maybe as some of the other people they'll be bringing on. So she had a good athletic background, a good following out on on the younger side, but still has some pretty significant accomplish- accomplishments already. So I, I thought she was very impressive upon looking her up. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. 25. And I don't know if you said it, she finished fifth on love Island UK. What's even the goal of love, love Island? Like, oh, it's like, so basically it's like, what's going on here? There's like a, so they have the, the men and the woman and there's like a men's week where the men pick and they each pick a woman. And then there's a woman's week where the women's pick and each pick a man. And like whoever's left out gets eliminated that week. And then they'll like they bring call people it getting dumped. By the way, you get dumped. Yeah, you get dumped if you don't get picked. And then so it's, so that's it's like just music, the conceit of the show. It's like musical chairs, kind of. Essentially, it's like the, it's kind of structured like Bachelor in Paradise. If you've ever seen Bachelor in Paradise, nope. Um, I, I, I've no, definitely I, I can guarantee you a decent number of our listeners will have seen Bachelor. I'm sure. I know at least two people on our Discord that watch it. Yeah, so I, I that, that's what it seems like. It, I, look, I could be completely wrong but on that part, though. That's what I've gathered from trying to follow it. But I, I, even the British version I, or the American version, I can barely follow when I'm watching. Um, so I, I wouldn't put I much, mean, you could finish first in Love Island or you could finish last. I don't put much stock in that, how that's going to translate to ch- uh, challenge. Yeah, it's though. not really a competition show that is like – It's not a competition track show. track yeah. because like essentially you go you go on dates. I mean that's basically what it is. And then you get dumped or – you get voted off <laughs> and, and then you just keep going until you have a match at the end of the show. So it, it's really hard. I mean, I think actually compared to Lauren Coogan, I think she has way more upside because of her athletic background. Um, and so I think she will be one to cautiously watch like she, if for fantasy purposes, I know we have a fantasy show we'll do, right before the season airs. But like, I have my eye on her in terms of once I know who she's paired with, I don't know who she's paired with yet. Yeah. We'll have to, we might look that up before we'll, we'll decide. Later I am avoiding those up. spoilers. I will wait till MTV releases that official pairings. They usually do, do that. We know how that's going to work this season or main dead. Like with person, the pair, I do know the, I do know how it works. Yes. I don't know if we want to venture into that spoiler territory. No, it's not we really spoilery. We can reveal that. Yeah. Let's, we let's, can let's hang later. off on that. Okay. All right. Oh. Next up, Trace. Uh, Lauren Coogan, uh, Love Island, UK as well. She is 28 and from Oxford, England. Uh, well, well, Love Island, US, Trace. Not I, okay. I have 30 for Oh, age. Love Island, US. I'm sorry. She's from Oxford, so I just assumed. <laughs> so I have 30 for hate, her age, and also one of the notes on her in the article that I saw is that she lied about her age on uh, Love Island. So ah, you may have gotten the why I have the wrong number. Yeah. Yeah, she also is from she is from the UK, but she was on Love Island US, funnily enough. Yeah. Yeah. She was did you say that she was born in the UA, but 
or uh, UK, but grew up here. Is she lives said? in Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Like she's a family assistant, which I assume means a nanny. Yeah. Or she's uh, like someone that helps I, like keep appointments for the family or something. I don't know. What if she's like, if she's in Oxford, what if she's like a member of like the Royal family's assistant? They seem like they could use it. Mm, I doubt that. If you no, no, I doubt that, I highly doubt that. In the, I don't think an assistant the, to the Royal family goes on the trashy reality TV show. Love oh, Island. I, don't I just know. don't. I'm sure if you're the, doing the queen's appointments that you are, have a security clearance. Oh, so you, you are not like going to do Island. anything. One of the, one of the notes about her, um, in this article was quote is messy as hell and called team Z on herself after she was eliminated from love Island. <laughs> she, she, when I said that, I thought Priscilla came off a little bit more reserved in her interviews. Like she'd be a little bit quieter. That did not the case at all for Lauren. She's like, uh, I watched a clip of her leaving love Island us. And it was very much an Arissa from this past season of all stars type exit where, you know, uh, like screaming and a lot of bleeps going out the door. So who would you say her most comparable challenge competitor is? Oh, that's you, a good question. You Ashley, potentially? Uh, uh, like in terms of his personality? Sure. I, I guess you could say Ashley. Like, as far as like politics and stuff like that, there's like no way for us to tell. Yeah, well, I, look, look, I have no, no there's I nothing. Like, and it's the same athletically. Like, I just have no idea because there's nothing athletic really about Love Island. Yeah, so. like, the, I mean, the most, some of these people you can definitely find a decent athletic background on, on. Other ones, it's like, okay, well, they have a picture of them in a gym and in their Instagram photo. So that's about all we got to go off of. Yep. Yeah, I, I think um, someone's, I, I could. I don't know. I mean, with all these people, it's going to depend on what part of the house they fall in and who they're ended up being paired with. But I don't see anything that sticks out immediately in her profile that would make me think she's someone to watch out for. It'll definitely be interesting to see if this plays out like any of the other fresh meat uh, seasons did where the new people really just kind of fell in line and took the lead of the person of the veteran that they were matched with. Um, I would tend to say no, just because at least I think no. These people have so much more of a pedigree than those people. Exactly. I mean, they, some of these people are coming on and they're going to like look down on the challengers. They're not going to be. But here's the other thing too. You have to keep in they're mind not, they might not necessarily be paired with a vet. Like they could be paired with Tommy. Yeah, they could be a US male. Too. It could be an all rookie could, team. Like Michelle could be paired with some other random guy from the UK who doesn't so have pairs, So the pairs are going to be just American versus foreigner, not rookie versus veteran, rookie and veteran. Correct. Well, yeah, it it is an American. Like it's either an American male and an overseas female or an American female and an overseas male. Like Kyle we don't know if that's going to persist throughout the game. Though. We know that's how they're done initially. I think the much better way to, would have, to do it would have been uh, rookie and veteran. No, I, I mean, well, they might not have been able to. Some of the season. Yeah, they have to recast yeah. some of the season. I mean, I, I like – this little bit of a switch up. I think it'll be interesting because so often you see the internationals just break off into their own little like group. Why do, why do, why wouldn't they have been able to do rookies and veterans if they have an even well, they have to they might not have been able to get enough veterans? The yeah, they don't have. They didn't have enough male veterans or female veterans there, to do it. Yeah, aren't there an equal number of rookies and veterans no. this season? No, 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 there's not. Okay. There's more I mean, rookies actually. <laughs> yeah, there are more rookies. Christ. Does anyone want to be? You have to learn, Devin. You're going to have to have your almanac out and be ready to go. Does, like no one wants to be on the show anymore. Like no one wants to be on. I, I, don't, I don't think don't it's no one that, wants that's to that's be on the show topic. anymore. We can, we've talked about plenty, and we we're can talk about it again at a later time if we burn. want to. That, that's the goal of this goal of this uh, show: churn and burn. Yeah. 
I, he pulls, I, I don't I, think I, I'm excited to see how this plays out with the Americans International. Yeah. And again, we don't know how long it's going to persist. It could be that's for two episodes, and then they say, "All right, everybody, stick your hands in hand, whatever color rock you get is what you're paired with." So the I, total I, number, the total number, how many, how many, how many total people do we have on this season? Uh, it was 34. It changed. Say, right? Okay, so you have to get real specific here because it's, the season started. They had the COVID shutdown. Some people left, and alternates were brought in that were already there quarantining. So, like, the cast is – I have not looked at the spoiled version of the post-cast post-COVID, though I do know the alternates that were brought in, which is who we're listing. Like, I've seen the the the, the list of all the people, but I don't know – everything about who went home. I only know two people I know of for sure that went home because of the COVID shutdown because of timing. Yeah. It looks like the rookies like far exceed the veterans. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's going to make it interesting to see just from like a political perspective. I mean, how many like really successful rookie alliances have we seen in the entire history of the show? We can probably count them on one hand, but we can probably count them on like three fingers. The uh, the the battle of the seasons rookie. That, that, that's uh, the, the biggest one the, to me. That, that's definitely the most impressive yeah. one to me. Yeah, but on seasons like this, like it's just hard to say because for one, if partners are switching around, then I think that really throws things into question. Like last year, would you say what? I guess it wasn't a rookie alliance that ran the game last year. It was a big brother alliance with Leroy and Cam kind of loosely associated with that as well as uh, uh, what's his name? I can't remember now. Corey. Oh, well, no. Well, he was, but no, it was somebody else. Um, It was like Leroy and Cam. Regardless. The big brother people. Yeah. It really wasn't well, a, a lot of reason why alliance. these rookie alliances fail is because they don't have numbers. Like a lot of times, the rookies, most times, yeah. the rookies come in and they'll have five or six pairings and they'll all suck. These rookies yeah. just seem like there's more of them, and it seems like they might not suck. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think we I have actually. Any I don't think we have any indication of whether or not they will be good or bad. Um, like I think we have more of an indication they at least have some sort of pedigree and have been on a show before too. So that's not like that's going to be an unusual environment for them. Like they're very yeah. reality TV accomplished. So I, I think yeah. that definitely leads you into one direction. And then I, I think from their athletic pedigree, they're not, it they're not coming on with nothing. Like I'd be surprised if certainly there's going to be a few that are bad, but I'd be very surprised if, you know, most of them come on and are at the very least aren't competitive. Yeah, I, right. there's only like one or two of the new female rookies that I was kind of like, mm, I don't think this is going to go too well for you. But the rest of them, yeah. it's like there's something interesting enough that it's like, all right, this could be, inter- especially if they have the right partner and if they're partner switching again, this could really be an interesting season to watch if you can get past the fact that you know if, you, if you're not in like the, it, we need more vets contingent. If you're not in that contingent, I think this season is going to be very interesting for you. If you're still pissed that there's not enough vets this season, you're probably going to come in hating this regardless. But I also think like this, these veterans are not like, this is not war of the world's two world of the world's one or war of the world's two class of veterans. Like they can, they can definitely compete with these veterans. Yeah. yeah the, the bar is very low. I love me some CT man, but like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you get what you get with CT now. Like, like they're yeah. not bad, but like it's definitely you're not. That's not an all star class. Like I'm on the world lowest one veterans. People got mad at me because like Leroy and Kyle were the two lowest priced veteran guys. But like, it had to it's be like when you see that. the rest of those veteran guys, it's like, come on, you got Wes, 
you had Hunter, you had Bananas, you had CT. I mean, like it was a, that was yeah. a big cast. Zach, Leroy, like yeah, it was very good. And then and that is not. And then War of the Worlds too. My God, the U.S. Men cast. Good Lord. So that, that, that this is not those seasons from a veterans cast perspective. So I think even if no. like I think projections wise, we would think that these people would come on and like I don't, I would be surprised if they seem like they're out of their league. But I mean, some of them will be. But I would be surprised if that's the majority. Um, but they also don't have like a sneaky, sneaky vet on the male side that's going to be like super political. Like you don't have a Wes who's going to be meddling in a bunch of stuff. You don't I mean, have and Josh um, will try to be, but they're bad at it. <laughs> Are they bad at it? I don't know Fessy, if they're bad I, at it. Really? Yeah, I feel like we like by all the indications, like Fessy seems like he's like done well politically. Like regardless of he's whether just, or not people like him, like I think those are like yeah. two separate things. I think people dislike yeah. him. Uh, but like politically, yeah. I think fine. I certainly Josh think the majority messy, of the though. fans dislike him, but oftentimes the people who are politically adept are disliked by the audience. So. Yeah, like I mean, oh, case in point, Polly, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, people hated Polly, but he was very good at politics on the show. Yeah, I mean, I never thought that I'd be saying like screaming for Polly and Carmaria to come back on the show, but like this I, is the- I knew I would be as soon as people were claiming for them to be off, but that was my I, position at the time. I just needed a break from Carmaria, uh, and at this point, like breaks. Over. I did. I needed that, a season you know, break. On the challenge, you very rarely get breaks. You get breakups. That's what happens. The people go off the TV. A lot of times, they don't come back. All right. Next up, Trace. Uh, simply Tasha, Tasha, Tasha. I don't even know it. She's from big brother, Nigeria. So it could go either yeah, way. Tasha Akkad. So she, so. she is definitely the person with the biggest public profile by a decent margin of this cast. And the second is actually also from big brother, Nigeria. Um, but so she has 1.7 million Instagram followers to put that in perspective. Turbo is around like 900,000. Um, like Amelia Lupe from earlier, she's around 133,000. And she actually had that following before she went on Big Brother. Like that wasn't like she went on Big Brother. Was she was a big star on that show as well. But she yeah, had she a really was big like a she's like a social media. Yeah, she's a big social media influencer, and apparently, like she's one of like Nigeria's like most popular people in their twenties. So like she's got a following. Yeah, so she has like a group of followers. They're called the Tasha Titans, which like amongst fan followers, I think that's a pretty. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Pretty good. It's not um, bad. It's better than Cara Maria stands. <laughs> um so she has she founded a um a group in her area that distributes like uh sanitation items just to different schools around the area which i thought was neat and then she was actually ejected from her season of big brother for a fight she got into with another cast member and then her fans were so the way big brother nigeria works is when you're put on the block um you uh like the fans vote to see who stays on. It's like Big Brother over the top. And since she has such a big following, she was getting all the votes. So it seemed like she was a lock to win. But then she got into the fight and was ejected. So her fans actually started a GoFundMe. And then they were able to raise up enough money to compensate that equated like the fund she would have gotten from winning. And then when she received that, she like put it back into her uh, charity organization. She's like, what did she do on Instagram? Like, why did she have so many followers? I mean, dude, why does anybody have Instagram followers? Have you been on Instagram? They post pictures of themselves and they want products. Like, like that's how it works. No, I think 85%, like 85, 90% of the time, it's very apparent why someone has Instagram followers. Um, But like, I mean, people go on YouTube and they do those vlogs and like the ASMRs and I don't know, they get a following and then that 
Can friends tell friends about it? And then it explodes from there. I'm going to watch one of these videos. Like, what is she doing here? Oh, oh you can't be watching. Okay. Well, so also, oh, this was also, this was crazy too. So there was, um, apparently a rumor started in Nigeria in 2018 that she was kidnapped. I mean, she was being like held for ransom. And then like, this was just some bad leak, I guess, from some rumor. And then there hasn't really been like a confident confirmation or denial of this kidnapping supposedly. Uh, but th- that was also something I thought was crazy. So she, she's definitely like, she's somebody I'm very interested to see what she'll do when she comes on. Yep. Okay. That's about all I got. I don't got nothing else on her. <laughs> next, next trace. Uh, Berna Ken Beldeck. She's from uh, Germany. And I think this is actually a really interesting one. So I was not able to dig up a whole lot of information on her. So maybe Rob did. But from what I have gathered. I have Bruno uh, Candlebeck is from Survivor Turkey, Trace. That's Survivor. that's what it is, is Survivor Turkey. But she was Germany. born in Berlin. Right. But she was born okay, in Berlin. I apologize. Okay. But she was on Survivor Turkey. But she studied at the state a uh, school of ballet and acrobatics in Berlin and transform acting school. So in addition to that, she is uh, apparently done dancing, acrobatics, horse riding. Um, she speaks German, Dutch and English. And then she was on survivor Turkey. And then she was also on some other reality show called boxing yields. I don't even know. That's all I got. <laughs> she was actually though. On- like it, she was actually on two seasons of Survivor Turkey. She was yeah. on season eight, and then she was on twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. She was evacuated from the All Star season for breaking her arm, which it seems like a very frequent occurrence in Survivor Turkey. Uh, what I have yeah. is that it was because of a knee injury, not her arm. Um, but both of these seasons were actually yeah. seasons that Rose was on too. So yeah, and then the boxing, whatever the hell that word is, it's basically reality stars of Europe boxing. Yeah, so I mean, she looks like one of the most promising uh, when it comes to like the newer women, uh, as far as like potential to do well on the season. Um, yeah, I think having a versatile background is always very important for rookies coming on the show. It seems like most people who have done really well on the show have done a few different things. So I think her dancing combined with acrobatics, horse riding, boxing—like she's got a very complete portfolio. Yeah, and and if you're looking for some of that stuff, uh, the best thing that I found stuff on her besides just the IMDb page, uh, if you go on like I think it's Daily Motion and Google her, there's a lot more stuff from her on Survivor Turkey on Daily Motion. YouTube is not kind to you if you're looking for her, but Daily Motion was your friend. So okay, that's uh, it. Next up, Bettina Buchanan from Paradise Hotel. Paradise Hotel. I could not find. I could not find anything about her, other than that in her Instagram. Yeah, I I found like absolutely zilcho about her. I found out that she. I could. I could only. I could barely find out that she won her season of Paradise Hotel in Norway. Apparently, she won the season and stole some money on the season that she won. Apparently, or I don't even know if it was on the season that she won, but she was on. She was on the Swedish and Norwegian versions and. Yep. I don't know. Someone in the notes says it almost seems like she was on four seasons. So I'm not entirely sure how many seasons she was on. Yeah, yeah. This, this is what we're going to have to wait and for some other people to do some digging to find out about. 
Yeah. And so here's a bit of trivia for all of you. Um, Paradise Hotel Norway um, is one of the most popular shows in Norway, apparently, amongst like 18 to 34. And uh, apparently one of the most infamous fans is like a mass murderer who killed 77 people in Norway in 2011. So there's that. <laughs> Jeez. 77 people in one year? Yeah. Wow. Like apparently it's like the 2011 Norway. Yeah. This at all. See, I you know yeah, and I like recently was, watched the fan, you know the, I recently watched a fan with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes, so that was like oh wow yeah yeah not a very, good movie yeah, but interesting yeah, very appropriate though. <laughs> Our, yeah but yeah apparently they they're called like the 2011 Norway attacks and it's like car bombs and something else and it like it killed a bunch of people I didn't know he was a fan and of apparently, the show. It's one of the trivia things I found about the Paradise Hotel Norway. Um, he was sentenced to 21 years in jail in relative isolation. And he said he became a fan of the show while in prison because he has access to a TV. He only got 21 years for killing yeah, 77. How is that not life, dude? 77 people. Dude, Norway is one of the more interesting places for incarceration because they don't believe in like, they really believe in rehabilitation there. And then the other thing too is, is like the prisoners are not like behind bars. They live in what looks like a college dorm and they have to like cook their own food and all this kind of stuff. And like, it's actually like, I know people in the U S who would probably prefer to go to jail in Norway than live their regular life because of, well, it's well, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's a weird know. thing. That, that, it's that, different that countries, is, different cultures. That is certainly cultures. a situation I do not feel I have the background to comment on. So I, will I mean, yeah. The only reason I know you, it is I watched a documentary on the prisons in Norway. It's fascinating. I mean, whatever they're doing in the U.S. is obviously not working. So at least someone's trying something different. That's, that's yeah. definitely fair. It um, seems to be working over there. It might not be worth exploring. But anyway, I just dropped that because it was just it was just such a random thing to come across. <laughs> so... Yeah, but I well, still can't I really think, tell um, you what they do. Basically, uh, they live in a hotel and they vote each other out every week. That's all I. It could just seems out. like Love Island in a hotel, from what I can see. Again, this was something I could find like absolutely no decent information on. Like Wikipedia is really no help. Like if you try to Google the show, there's not really like a, a real website for it. There's not a wiki for it. It's like dedicated to it. No. So you can pretty much look at her Instagram and it's her in a bunch of swimsuits with other women. That's basically her Instagram. So good luck. Yeah. So uh, if we have any Norwegian listeners who can give us some more insight on this one, we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, you know, we'll yep. throw you some free challenge Chronicles gear and uh, my apologies for missing the euros this year, but uh, you'll get them next year. <laughs> it's one of the countries with the lowest violent crime rates too. Yep. This lowest yep. is, is easy to find. It's like toward the bottom. Well, hopefully yeah. somebody with the legal degree can listen to this and give us some more insight on that part of it then. Okay, well, so uh, next up, Trace. Uh, Tracy Candela from Love Island, Denmark. I really could not find much on her other than that she was a law student and that she won Love Island, Denmark. So she's popular. Yeah. She's really popular and easy to get along with, and she's decent on the eyes, so who knows? Did you say that she's a lawyer? She is, a, yeah. Or she she was in law school. Whether she has graduated, I don't know. Yeah, she's only 22, so I wouldn't think she would have graduated by now, but, like, you know, what do I know? Wait, who are you talking about? Tracy Candela? Yeah. She's yeah. 25. This, this wiki is way out of date. This is way out of date. This is... 
I'm looking at like Love Island Wiki. Yeah, she's 25. Um, okay, okay. I found a more updated profile, but it's all I got to have Google Translate because this is not helping. Yeah, so I saw that she won her season of Island again. Like that's not winning Love Island's not like a very I mean, predictive measure for it's a popularity contest. Yeah. And from what I can tell, she's living in LA now and she's like an actress and a model, I think. So like, I think she's abandoned the law school thing, but yeah, she's living in LA as a model. Yeah. I mean, she's got like, she's got 66,000 Instagram followers. So she's in that mid range, but I guarantee you she knew her agent like found a way to get her cast on this show. That, that's the only way this happened. Oh yeah. I think all from the vast majority of these people, there's Asians are very involved, right? How do you know yeah. this? You would think we so. talked about this before. Like, how do you know there that, are reality like, show? They're like, they're agents and she's mostly a model and an influencer. And so you have an agent who tries to get you more people to influence and going on the challenge could be a help to that. So Maybe if the maybe agent, if this agent contacts Buna Murray, sends her her their packet, and they go, sure, we'll interview her. <laughs> I don't think anyone's spending that much time with someone that has 66,000 Instagram followers. That's like nothing. Like the thing is that like it, maybe if like this this person has like a million clients, you know what I mean? This guy just has like a well, role. I, think, I don't, I don't I think, think, I think like when we think agent, we think like Rich Paul or Drew Rosenhaus or something. Like that's not what we're dealing with. Here. No, it's a different well, type. He, you got to go way like lower down the acting, chain. He said that someone was like acting actively, like sending information like to people to like uh, producers. Like I don't think that's happening at all. Yeah, because there's no way she found that show on her own. There's no way she was like, I want to be I on the know. challenge. I, I, I have no, I have no idea how it happened. I don't think she has like someone like shopping her around and like actively like making phone calls for her. I, I do. I think she does because she is a professional model. And so because she's yeah. a professional model, she's got an agent and he was probably looking for opportunities for her. Hey, you've been on reality TV. Would you like to be on some reality US shows? Sure. And then he just starts hitting up Buna Murray to try to be on like, I don't know, real models of LA County or something. They go, well, we don't want her on that, but we could put her on the challenge. You want to do the challenge? Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see I, that. I'm definitely in line with Trace on this one. Uh, I'm on the opposite end. We, need, we need to figure this one out because I, I just disagree. Like, I don't think it's like it's not worth the time for any of these people to like do that. You know what I mean? Like, well, they're, they're like, like if they can, if, if she can get only, cast on a challenge show, it's worth the time for them. She, how oh, it is she a fucking challenge? She's making like no money. She's making what? Like, does it? You don't care about the money there. You're looking to grow your influencer base and notoriety. She only has 66,000 followers. About the agent. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, for them too. It's not worth the agent's perspective to like shop this girl. It I mean, could be because she's she's come over from Denmark, so she's not a known commodity, which means he's probably representing her very cheaply, and the upside is way higher than dealing with someone that's a diva already. And look, you're, you're saying who would want to represent her? She got casted on the show, so somebody wants her... To be on TV, yeah, somebody We're likes her somewhere. Her, all right. No, we actually have an answer to this. Hold on, let's see. What's gmx.de? Let's see. That's probably like some Gmail's version in Denmark or something. G G. Well, what do you? What is he looking up? It's her like email her email is on her Instagram, and so it's like okay. gmx.de is her uh, uh, at. It's a, free, it's a free mail service. That's her booking. Yeah, she's just really? on Gmail. She's just on wouldn't, Gmail. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think that her booking would go to her agent? 
wouldn't one make that argument? Okay, you could, but <laughs> it, it, I, I, I am merely stating there is no chance in hell that someone from Buna Murray was just randomly scrolling through Instagram and going, "Hey, look, here's this hot model in LA for Swiss sixty six thousand followers. Let's cast her on the show." I just don't see that happening. Somebody, somebody, she's working with some type of an agent and said agent could just be her reality show contract person or TV show, or she's trying to be in movies and there's no movies being filmed all that much right now. So reality TV is what you get. We need, I maintain she has an agent. How are we making a bet on this? What's the beck and the beat? And it depends on how we're defining agent here. So like under the under the definition of agent that you guys are operating from, where there is a man or a woman actively making phone calls, trying to find this woman jobs. Absolutely not. Like I completely disagree. Under what we had talked about before from the industry that I work in, where there are these companies that essentially have like a Rolodex of these quote unquote influencers that have anywhere from... Like, dude, like we worked with this company, uh, Elevator Studios, right? They have like a Rolodex of like people that have like millions of followers. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't believe like some of the people that have like millions of followers. And all I would definitely do, believe it. All, all I would, I, but they, hold, hold on. All ahead. that they essentially do is go they ahead. operate as like a matching market, right? An advertiser will go to them and say, hey, uh, I want to promote this. Give me uh, like people that add up to a total amount of X number of followers, like 50 million followers, like give me that. And then here's the ad, go do it. Send me some screenshots. That's how it works. Like it's not. And so like under the, under that context, like these people are like funneling like promotions to them, but they're not like shopping these people. They're not like calling up like advertisers saying like, Hey, like do you want to advertise on crazy Candela's Instagram? Okay. Uh, okay. Hold on. You're up. talking apples and oranges though. Like what you're talking about is absolutely correct in terms of like the Instagram influencer, social media marketing. I have a hard time buying that you can get cast on a season of the regular show of the challenge right now without some type of a Hollywood agent shopping you around to different reality shows. I say shows. Hollywood agent is not the right way to put it because then it makes it seem like somebody who's working the, with like I mean, it's not the right way to say it, but that's, I mean, it, it, some type of a casting agent. No, but you I, are I, in I, I agree with them. And I think that it's not like they're calling to shop her specifically, but somebody's going to be in contact no. with that agency and saying, hey, we need people for this show. Who do you, would you send a, a portfolio of people who you think would fit? And then they would send her in that portfolio yeah. and then she'd get picked because there's nobody else from that area. That they and they would see that she won a season of Love Island, Denmark, and they'd go from there. Yeah. Like that she, she might not have a dedicated agent, but she's working with okay. a casting agency that got her the gig. Now we're now we're going to something that I can like agree with more, right? Like we just went from someone like like actively shopping this woman, like making phone calls to something that's more closer to what I was describing of <laughs> going to the company and saying, "Hey, give us some people we can look at," and they're like, "All right, yeah, here, like I'll send you the link, like file through." Like that, I can sure. believe. Yeah, and I, I, I think- would even still believe that it could be the other way around, but it could just be like some ham and egger guy that Bunim and Murray has used before. And he's like, I got this new person who won love Island, Denmark. You interested? Like, how, like, do we know how, like, how did Jenny get on the challenge? You know what I mean? Like, how did people, or like, how did people like that make their way over? Um, I think we could, if we did enough digging, we could probably find it. But I mean, I do know of people who explicitly mentioned stuff about agencies and other people who imply it without mentioning it explicitly. 
Yeah. Uh, because the way they uh, cast the challenge now is just so far removed from where we were 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Obviously. Like, yeah, it's not like an application ago, yeah, folder like, on Viacom's website. No. I mean, it used to be you would go on um, like Viacom's website for the Bunim and Murray and say you fill out an application or this is what most of the time they did. They would visit all these random universities all over the country and just hold interviews with college kids and just like see if they find some good personalities and they throw them in the casting pool for road rules and real world. And then those people eventually migrated away to the challenge. So like the way they cast these shows now is just so different. Like they don't just do like university tours and find interesting people anymore. It's, it's, it's involved with agents and all that stuff. And I think that's also why we don't see a lot of these vets on the main show as much anymore is because it has become like an agency level casting type thing. And then they just sprinkle the vets in to, keep the fan base happy. It's actually an article that I'm reading on exactly how they cast. Uh, what year is that from? 21. Oh, it's from this year? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't read that. Oh, I, I read one a little bit one. ago. Yeah, I read one a little bit ago that <laughs> talked about just setting up a season in general. It was in February. What's it, what's it on? Distractify. I'll send it out in a, in a minute. Okay. Yeah, send uh, it I think we, we should we should that. we should move on. We, we, we've, we've only got we've two more competitors. We can we can yeah. talk about this on another pod. <laughs> so um, the next one we've got before we go back to Michelle Fitzgerald is Esther Agunbi. I Agunbi. Yeah, yeah, Esther Agunbi. I, I listened to some. People. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> She's from Big Brother Nigeria too. <laughs> She's yeah, from also a million Instagram followers. So Big Brother Nigeria, I guess, is the place to go to pick up the Instagram following. Uh, but yeah, yeah. she's and also apparently she actually lawyer. and she's a she's lawyer. actually a legal practitioner, so she's a practicing lawyer. Um, she yep. was twenty. She was twenty two. I saw over from I looked at that. Was, you know, ages are hard to say. Yeah, she's uh, she was born in ninety six though, so that number is not oh, exactly so just, accurate. Yeah. Okay, so well, still only ninety six. Only one year older than me. Still in her twenties. Still in her twenties. Yeah, so like, so, yeah, good. The, uh, yeah, lawyer, and then um, she had the million Instagram followers. It was a little, still a little bit harder to find a ton of info about her. I saw one comment she made is she dislikes people with bad bathroom habits, which seems like it could be a problem being on the challenge. If you've seen the pictures of a everybody has a bad bathroom at the challenge, <laughs> yeah, um, she's gonna be the, the one person that, who's just spraying everything down. Yeah, the only thing that sticks out here is that she placed fourteenth. Out of um, there were a lot. On, of how many people was it? There was a ton of people. Fourteenth out of twenty sixth. So it's not like she was like a game changer kind of thing. It just seemed like she was a cast member. She got about halfway, and she went home. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put a ton of stock into Big Brother placings, regardless of what season it is. I mean, we just saw Amber B come on and win this past season, and she was very. very this is very also much. true. Yeah, it's just that there's just not a whole lot to go on here. I mean, there's not a whole lot in her Instagram that would lead you to believe she's super athletic, but there's also nothing that like leads you to believe that there's anything negative about her either. So it's just like, okay, we'll just see what yeah, happens. I think she, look, everybody here is definitely an open question. She's definitely one where I don't have quite as good of a hold on how I feel like she'll be. But I mean, again, with the, We've seen prior that there does seem to be some tracking where when somebody has that level of following, there is some reason why they have that level of following and that they're going to be a decent presence on the show. Yeah. And it could be that Big Brother Nigeria is like 
one of the three biggest shows in the country. So like anybody that goes on Big Brother Nigeria, it certainly gets a seems that way based on the following these people have. It's just, yeah. So yeah, and yeah. if, okay, if we want to go back to Michelle and Murray. Yeah, and if Unum and Murray are really interested in breaking into a new market, like Africa would be a huge market that they are definitely not in yet. So, yeah. Okay. I guess, do you want to go back to Michelle now? Yep. Yes. Okay. I don't know why All you right, think Devin. it would take that long to talk about. It. I actually thought she'd be one of the shorter ones. I mean, I think we're just on complete opposite ends of what we think about her. I don't like, even, I think I this is. S- like, we could, we could, we could, like, publish a novel with the text messages that we've, like, like I think, like as so many of our arguments come down to, it was more of a misinterpretation of what each other's positions were than anything. So, what do you think about Michelle Fitzgerald? I think she'll. I I don't have. I think she'll be kind of in between where Amber M and Amber B were on this past season. I think yes. she's just a little small to compete in some of the events that are going to be on the show. Like she's good at puzzles, and she's not unathletic, but she's not the athletic person some of these other people on the show where I think she'll be able to hang socially and politically perfectly fine. It maybe even be good in those areas. But I, I, I think yeah, of, she, I, I just think she'll have a little bit of a target on her. And I don't think, I think her size is going to be a problem. And we, I guess we should I do the quick background on her first for people who don't watch Survivor. So she, she won her original season of Survivor Cal Rong and then was a finalist on her season of Survivor Winners at War. And was probably one of the two or three most controversial winners of all time. Uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 let, I wasn't there yeah, at the time, so I, I can't say. Please I, it explain like why of, it was so controversial. If we have people that don't watch Survivor, why was she considered one of the most controversial winners? She went against someone who was like unanimously thought to be the. So the the fundamental issue was that the she went up against in the person who would, she went up against in the final. It was a, I think it. I can't remember if it was a two or three person final. It may have just it was been a three person final. It's her tie and Aubrey. A three person final. Um, the jury was extremely bitter towards the person that was widely thought by the viewing public to be um, the most deserving winner. Um, and she. And that was Ty, right? People thought it was, should have been no. tied. No, no, people thought it should be Aubrey. No. Ty was um, burned a lot of bridges towards the end of that game. Everyone thought it should have been Aubrey. Uh, Michelle won, um, and this was also at a time when um, this is where Edgic really like came into the forefront with Survivor because the Edgic community thought that Michelle was going to win. They were like 100% confident um, just because it didn't make any sense at all why was she, she was being included in the show the way that she was because from the fans viewing perspective, like she was a completely obscure character. And there was no reason whatsoever for them to um, think that she would actually win. Um, And that's really where the controversy comes in is because a lot of people after the fact have admitted that if they could vote again, they would not vote for her. Um, And that was it a lot of people are just Jason. Who else said that? I think it was multiple people. Um, I can't remember if there was another. There was a, I, I want to say that there was two, but I, so at least one person came out and said. I know I read an interview with Scott that said he would not change his vote. I, I would have to look back and see who else, who would have said that. I mean, was, I, no. get, I mean, my issues with those types of things is just, I like there's no metric for how the jury's supposed to vote in Survivor. They're said to vote for who you want to win. That's their vote. And if like if something post game changes that, okay. But that part of the game is that they don't see what stuff post game. They see what you put in front of them. 
Yeah, no, and I'm not necessarily like criticizing the jury. Um, like, I think my criticism is that like I don't think she's that great at Survivor. Um, I think she like oh. I think she like floated along. Um, like she's it. it I, I don't think she's she's ever like in control of the game whatsoever. Um, she's on the wrong, wrong side of the vote quite a bit. Um, she's okay. Like I don't think it was she's the like, same a way in Winners at War. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. She's like I mean, people that think she's the, like some like great survivor player. No, like I mean, the one of the main reasons why she like made it to the end in Winners at War is because people like knew she wasn't going to get any votes. Like she uh, like. I mean, was that that prevalent of a like a yeah, storyline? Like she got zero votes. I told you, like with like like a month left in the show, that she wasn't going to get any votes if she made it in. Well, we were act- we were in agreement that if she was with Natalie, she wouldn't get any votes. Well, with know. Tony there, no one was getting any votes but Tony. Let's be real. Well, I mean, that, Tony now picked, picked up a perfect just, season. Yeah, I mean, I've just picked up a few Edge of Extinction votes. Well, I think we're talking too much about the survival portion of this, though. At yeah, this point. I think. I, I think she'll be okay again. Like I don't, I have a hard time seeing her just be a mess. Like she's not, she's not bad athletically. She was able to perform fine in most of her immunity missions on Survivor. I just don't. She's. I would be stunned if she comes on and just blows people away. Yeah, so I think her I upside think is. I think her upside is like Amber B or Natalie Negroni. That's like her top end outcome. Yeah, I think we're in complete Which, agreement on how she's going to be on the challenge. Like, I, yeah, I, she's going to float. I think she's going to hang around a lot longer than we think, but. The other thing about this, too, is is the format will really dictate, I think, how she does. If it's similar to double agents where there's partner switching and the last place team doesn't get voted in, you know, she's not going to probably go out and win a bunch of challenges, but she's not going to come worse than like fifth. So she'll hang around a while. And we like we know she's very good friends with Tommy, who's another survivor player who we'll talk about on the men's side this season. She's very good friends with Josh, who's on the season has been relatively well connected whenever he's been on the show. So she'll come in and she'll have relationships. I, I don't think she'll be like a lone wolf at all coming on the season. So that'll be good for her at least. No. So that's why I think she'll hang around. But even if she makes the final, I don't exactly see her as a threat to win unless she's got the right partner, because as Rob has said many times, you know, you just never know when you get to a final, depending on who you're paired up with, what's a format, what could happen. But I still have a hard time buying her winning, but it's not out of the question with the right partner. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people would have said Amber B winning would have been a stunner coming into last season. And she was able to pull it off. And it kind of was, but by the end of the season, it wasn't as much of a stunner. But if you just said that before the first episode aired, people would have thought you were crazy. Just Winning finals can be a very different skill set than winning missions in the rest of the show at times. So that I think... would be different. Yeah. Um, I, 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 the, I, I mentioned it before. I am, I do think there's a chance that the survivor people are targeted somewhat early. It just seemed like coming out of last season, people were not ready to trust survivor players again. After like, remember when Jay talked about it, and everybody was like, "Oh, if survivor person's on again, first person in elimination." Like they're just gone. So we'll see if they end up following through on that. But I, I, mean, I could see that being somewhat of a storyline. It'll be interesting now that over half the people on the cast are new competitors. Yeah, that too, because. Uh, uh, yeah, they might. They're probably not going to have that preconceived notion. I mean, a lot of them will be from international versions of Survivor. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the vets all because there's so many rookies, if the vets try to play nice with each other. I think that's going to be really interesting in this because the vets, there's not that many of them when you look at the cast. Um, 
you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they try to stick together because they're really like on the short end of the stick this season when it comes to numbers. Like it's not pretty. Okay. We did it. No one else. We have somehow previewed this. Yeah, that's everybody. I think we're good. All, all that's 10 it. Uh, women coming on to the season. So I, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a decent group. We, I, I think it's, I just was surprised at some of the accomplishment levels that a lot of these people brought on. I feel like usually you see people who are trying to bring up their careers, whereas this one seems like more of a stepping stone for a lot of these people. Um, so I, I'm curious to see how it goes. Okay, so next week, just to kind of do some housekeeping about what's coming up for the podcast, we plan to do a cast preview of the men that are going to be new on season 37. And then next week, we also plan to do dual two part three. So a lot of people have wanted that. We're finally going to do that. Um, and then we can have some other content plans going forward, but those are the ones that we only have a pretty good idea about of what we're going to do next week. Um, anything else? I think that's about it just because everyone listening now is a patron. Yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't have anything else. Okay. We All right. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you again soon.